Yeah, the Oscars are starting, apparently. Oh, yeah, you have a reminder set for the Oscar awards? No, it's just popped up on one of the news apps. Oh, I should set that up to record real quick. Anything worth watching is available on Twitter 10 seconds after it's done happening. So. Fair enough, but you know, might it's as well. hard for me to sit through that shit, dude. You know, I mean, I care. I, I like shows and movies and things, you know, award shows getting recognized. I think that's cool. They're supposed to be like they're going to do a live. Uh, we don't talk about Bruno. They're going to do that. We don't talk about Bruno. No, Beyonce no. Sing from like a, a tennis court in the inner city or something. I don't know. I get it. Award shows are trying to stay relevant the same way movies are trying to stay relevant. I mean, will they ever be like this big like gala event? No. I mean, this is all in the internet age, you know, awards are handed out more frequently, you know. More of it is nostalgia for me, tradition. They're doing it because they always have. True enough, Um, but. And I'm okay with that too. It's just, I don't know. A lot of people tend to put a lot of credit into like these awards and things like that. And. People I mean, at the end of the day, I just feel on shit. It's weird. <sighs> as far as it's like, you know, elitist dick measuring. Sure. It's yes. a circle jerk. It's an elitist yes. circle jerk. Yeah. But it still can be a look at like, you know, movies. Yeah. Good filmmaking. You know, it's like good filmmaking. It's yeah. a showcase of some of the best movies that came out this year. And are they going to get some of the picks wrong? Yes, absolutely. They historically have made some terrible blunders. Well, sure, sure. But yeah. I, I still think that it has a place like giving people, you know, recognition for making a good movie. Sure. But, yeah. you know, it's not as important as it used to be and it never will be again. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like this thing they do for tradition's sake, and it's, I don't know, it's its kind of weird. It's kind of weird. You know? Yeah, it, recognition, but who gives you the this body, this organization, you know, and everyone is supposed to care? I, you know what I mean? Well, I mean... I don't know. It's just weird. It did, is weird. Then choose not to care, you know? Oh, for sure. Life for will sure. move on, you know? Yeah. I mean, they still pick movies. When I watch those movies, I can understand why they are the movies that they chose for the categories they chose them for. Yeah. You could still pick that up, you know, but like Spider-Man wasn't nominated for like Best Picture. And I'm, I'm sorry, that's never going to happen. Okay. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's no, not it never these, will. That's not how these Oscars, the Motion Picture Academy. Of art and, and sure, there is some elitism to that. I mean, they threw sure. like Black Panther a bone a few years ago, but that was just because it was so culturally relevant. It won in costuming, and that's where it should have won. That's where it did the best in terms of making an impact on the screen. And I don't know. I think sometimes a lot of people misconstrue what some people say about elitist, quote-unquote elitist movies compared to – or the popcorn movie. Even if your popcorn movie has deep meaning to it, it don't matter. I feel it like I matter. approach – if you're looking at this to be like the word of God, like, you know, these are like I mean, the best movies, there, we will brook no discussion, that's the wrong attitude to take. Yeah. Like, I exactly. feel like that – I approach these things to watch them to be like, okay, here's a bunch of like artsy-fartsy movies that like, you know, kind of – do a bit of a circle jerk, but that's yeah. fine. That's what this is. That's what if it's you, always been. If you go to the museum, right? The thing that you touch and your hair gets all big, 
that's what everybody goes to. That's the Van de Graaff generator. But yeah. if you talk to somebody who works at the museum, that's not where they're going to tell you to go. And the place they're going to tell you to go is probably going to be kind of boring <laughs> compared to the thing that you touch and your hair goes, well, okay. And there's boring. a place for both types of things, to? right? Exactly. Like there's relevance and there's importance to both types of things. A movie yeah. like, you know, No Way Home, no, it's not like an artistic thing, but it is like an experience, right? It is like a celebration of pop culture going back like 20 fucking years. And that's yeah. not the type of thing the Oscars care about, but it's still great to see, you know? So, and I had this discussion, I don't remember who, who it was with, but Somebody the Oscars need to change then a little bit because as much as they want to ignore the superhero movies that like, aren't the Joker, right. Or even Nolan, Nolan's Batman got thrown a bone. You look back at, at Lord of the Rings and it broke like a ceiling. You know, it really did for these sorts of movies to get the the credit that they deserve on that elite stage. But if you look at the MCU and the way they've taken 20 some odd movies and put a capstone on it with Infinity War and Endgame, that's never been done in cinema. And it should have deserved something. That is a fair point. But at the end of the day, I just think that as like nerdy moviegoers, that's not what these things are about. And, you know, I'm okay with that. You know? but again, there isn't time. a place for it, though, for that ceiling to be broken. And Endgame could have, maybe should have done that. Because, again, Lord of the Rings, I give it all the credit for breaking some of that, I don't know, hubris. And that's what it is. They're elites. But that kind of brought it down a little bit. Because that is a nerd fucking movie. Yeah, you know it's a I genre mean? film, and yeah, yeah it is yeah. where they're groundbreaking in a lot of ways. But I just feel like, but if, also, if they, if you need that sort of validation for these movies, the Oscars is not going to provide that for you. That's not to say it, that they should or shouldn't. It's just that yeah. they aren't. You know, a lot of people I, are I, saying I've come that, to accept that. You know, a lot of people are saying the industry is in such a state of affairs right now that the Oscars need validation from the MCU and those style movies in order to survive we'll see what the ratings are tuesday you know after all the numbers have been counted but ain't nobody watching this shit even taylor's like oh i'd rather do this stupid shit then <laughs> i wasn't gonna show. watch it anyways. i honestly forgot they were coming on tonight exactly. until like earlier today to exactly. be perfectly honest yeah exactly. it's, just, it's just some some notification on my like yeah. app one of my apps is just like oh the oscars are starting the red carpet stuff i'm like ah Let's do let's do the show. We'll, let's do the show. Yeah. It's it's a terrible news week, but we'll do it. I mean, we're here. We love mm -hmm. the show. We're here. We don't have to compete against the Super Bowl. Sheer fucking hubris. It's true. Nah. And that is a pretty good summary of the Oscars, right there. It really is. It really is. Even though I liked several, I did not like the dog movie where there wasn't even a dog in it. Oh, the power of the dog. I was not a fan of that. I got it. I didn't like it. Tick, tick, boom. Matt. Oh. Greetings, geeks. It's another episode of This Geek in Comics, Outright Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. Homer, a.k.a. David Taylor. Uh, Adam's still on assignment. Still bombing Gotham City. Uh, yeah, uh, man, I didn't, I didn't do anything this week, like at all. I watched a bunch of old movies. Um, I didn't watch anything new. Atlanta is on my radar, but I need to just 
shut up and watch it, but I'd rather watch it all in one big so run. George is on your mind? George is on my mind. They're in Europe this season. I'm wow. excited to watch it, but no, I didn't do shit this week. Work. <sighs> Fucking suck. Anybody else do it? Anybody do anything worthwhile? I have been going through the seasons of Rick and Morty. Oh, interesting. Okay. I watched HBO Max stuff. I've been watching them on HBO Max, and it is a completely different experience than the one I remember on Adult Swim. Because the commercials were eight minutes long. No, because there's a whole like level of cussing in there that I was just like, that didn't happen in the Adult Swim version. And I'm like, HBO does not. It actually makes it better. It actually makes it a whole lot better. And when you watch the series from as far as I'm like in season four right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Rick is just <laughs> just plans shit out. The whole the whole Jerry and Beth getting a separation was all because Rick was pissed at Jerry because Jerry was going to turn him over to the uh, government. Here we the go. He's Galactic Authority. Last season. All right, David. Yeah, we don't need a breakdown of the whole fucking show here. <laughs> it's a great show. I though. will break it down. It's a great don't show. Do it's not. A great show. Taylor, did you do anything at all this weekend? This week? Uh, nothing that would be worth mentioning here. Awesome. It's going to be an exciting show. Let's do this. And now, here's Goma with the news. Uh, David just blew out my eardrums there. Right, that was his speakers messed up. Uh, Not much news this week. There's a few things. Uh, There's a brand new comic book publisher entering the Mm. landscape. Uh, Artist Elite Comics. Kind of a throwback little logo there. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to say. They're going to be distributing through Lunar this June. Uh, they have a couple of primer issues. How the hell, man, something been wrong with my, uh, my shit here. I only have one of the AEC images. Man, I have to start double checking that. But here's one of them, a blue one. They got a blue and a red. Uh, so yeah, look for that in June. Tyler Kirkman's involved. Jordan Gunderson. Freddie Williams. Talking about him later, maybe. Okay. So there you go. It looks like a bunch of 90s superhero nonsense. Yeah, I was about to say it looked 90s as shit right there. Yeah, it, it's like it an old it's like an old image throwback. That, yeah, that looked a lot like image. It's the same is this kind of the same idea as original image where it was a bunch yeah. of like the the creators like trying to do their own thing here? Like well, I'm trying to wrap my head around what the artist elite uh, comics idea is here. Well, I mean, it's just a publisher really. I don't think there's any sort of you know, push early on when they were uh, talking about shit, they were going to distribute themselves. Uh, they were going to do mail order to shops and to individuals through their website. But them going through Lunar kind of takes away from that, I guess, original mission, if it even was a mission. Uh, well, we got and Tyler probably, Kirk. It Go probably ahead. gives them a wider distribution too. For through Lunar? Yeah. It's the same distribution as Diamond. But if they go through Lunar, then they can get uh, cheap international shipping. And they can bust into the European market. But still, I don't know. It, it it's a ship. Distributors are distributors. That doesn't impact us. I was happier when they were going to ship directly. You know, I could just go there and get my books. But uh, Tyler Kirkham, Brett Booth, who's a personal favorite of mine. Love that guy, even though he said some stupid shit. But who cares? Alan Qua, Ale Garza, Ben Templesmith. Uh, Sora Sung, Jordan Gunderson, Ryan Kincaid, Chad Harden, Dexter Soy. He's done some uh, Batman shit as of late. Paola Pantalena and Freddie Williams II. So, that's a good bunch of creators. So, we'll see. 
yeah, I'm always stoked for more content. You know, more is always more. So we'll have more on them when when they drop shit. You know, I'll get I'll get the first books. I'll get their primer books. When are they expecting to ship? June. We're gonna ship in June. Oh, okay, so pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Thor has a 750th issue coming up. This is with the weird legacy numbering, so it's technically not 750, but kind of. I mean, weird. of course, we're never actually going to see like a quote unquote legit, like super high number again. That'll always just, you know, take the opportunity when, like, oh, this is uh, like the issue of Spider Man or whatever. Numbers. Don't get me started on legacy numbers. I, I mean, mean, this is just what it is nowadays, you know? <laughs> even. Like, they're even, always going to jump onto the legacy number when they think they have a quasi-credible opportunity to. Even with the numbers that Marvel counts, they're counting like Journey into Mystery and stuff like that. And Thor wasn't in every issue of Journey into Mystery. Yeah, he, he appeared like somewhere in the teens, I think. Um, but then for like uh, other characters like Spider-Man, they're not counting all of Amazing Fantasy. It, it's weird, dude. It's... It's lame. It's weird. It is. I mean, I it is a bit of a clusterfuck, but a lot of people say "quote unquote" cash grab whenever they're talking about just. It, oh, you know, it absolutely shit, like is. This but... is definitely a cash grab, right? This is not a variant cover where you're actually getting something different. This is not a, uh, you know, a story, a cheap three issue story. If the story's good, the story's good. Fuck your cash grab. This legacy numbering, yeah, it's it's definitely a cash grab. It um, is, but. I think I already saw where they're including a lot of real uh, who's who among Thor writers. Oh, though, so. for sure, dude. It's uh, just in time for Thor's 60th anniversary. It's going to be a 74-page epic honoring 750 issues. Um, we got uh, Donnie Cates and Nick Klein, obviously, are going to okay. continue a story because they're on the ongoing Thor book right now. But we're also going to get a JMS, J. Michael Straczynski, and Oliver Coppell. Reunite for a story set during their redefining Thor saga. One of my favorite runs. Jason Aaron's run, it's hard to argue against. The original, like, landmark, groundbreaking Thor run by Simonson is really hard to argue against. But, man, I love that JMS run. I agree. Um, that, I think, is the most underrated, really good Thor run. Oh, it's so good. It's so damn good. But also, uh, Dan I like Jer that. Oh yeah, I like that too. That's actually part of the ongoing. Story That's that uh, right Japanese now. art form, ain't it? Where they uh, take broken know. things and fix them with gold. I don't think oh, so. Possibly. If that's, I think that would be an. I think that's just a coincidence if that's what that is. But yeah. no, this is what happened to Mjolnir at the end of this last story art. That's and now where, where now Mjolnir became it. sentient. Now Odin. Yeah, that's stupid as shit. But yeah, that's it what was, happened. It was fun. I've actually re caught up on that. It was. It's typical Donnie Cates, you know, sort of shit. I think he's doing characters dirty here, though, you know? Yeah, well, he's doing everybody dirty, so it's okay. He's not pulling <sighs> as much as everybody getting dealt dirty. He's been doing Marvel dirty with, like, King and Black and all that. That was, man, it was dirty. His Hulk is kind of dirty, man. Everybody mean in that book, too. I don't know. That's just the way he runs. Uh, or, you know, writes books. So uh, Dan Jurgens writes and draws a Thor and Balder team up. Comics icon Walter Simonson makes his hey, grand hey. return to Thor. Writing and drawing an all-new adventure that explores the origin of his beloved creation, Beta Ray Bill. Uh, finally, Beta Ray Bill. Oh, hi. Hi. Uh, Waja Hot. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for coming by. So, yeah, that's going to be good. I haven't uh, been a fan of this Donny Cates run so much, but I am probably going to pick this up. I mean, you got Walt Simonson, JMS, uh, yeah. Jason Aaron. That 
Yeah, when oh, Al Ewing done. doing Loki again, you know? I'm not even done yet. Al Ewing and Lee Garbit uh, collaborate for the first time since Agent of Asgard to bring you an all-new chapter for the God of Mischief. It leads directly into Ewing's upcoming Defenders Beyond series, and I know you're going to be all over that as well. Hey, hi, Wajahat. Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate it. Hello. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to pick that up. That's going to be out. Yeah, April I'm going to check this out. I mean, yes, this is a cash grab, but this is also an excuse to bring together a lot of really good talent on the book. And, you know, so if that's what it takes to bring together all these different writers and artists, I'm okay with it being a cash grab, you know? I am okay with them making a pricier book and putting a lot of cool creators on it, but they don't have to say, oh, it's a 750. I don't care about that. You know, that's stupid. You know? That's the only reason they're doing it. The I know. Place. They don't need that reason. Just do it. Just do it. They're not going to you know? just do it for do no it. reason, though. Uh, just give us good books. That's all I want. And Well, sure. At the end of the day, that's great. all that, that is always the only thing that matters. It's got a great lineup. Uh, all right. This is something we don't usually touch, but there's not much going on this week. Nova is going to be in the MCU. Finally. Uh, on Thursday, Justin Kroll, a deadline revealed that Marvel Studios are working on a project centered around Nova. Well, we already um, got the Nova core. Like, uh, Richard Ryder, which Nova are they going to do? We don't know. And that is actually the question. Uh, Dick Ryder or Sam Alexander? Um, I like Sam. I'm a big fan of Sam. Well, it would fit in with like the champions and stuff since we do we are getting a Ms. Marvel. Yeah. And where do they have to go next? You know what I mean? The Nova That is a good point destroyed. that David brings up. Like if they are trying to put together they're also doing like a re-re thing. So if they are piecing together all of the quote unquote champions here, would that be a smarter move to use Sam yes. instead of Richard? Yes. One hundred percent that would be smarter, and that's the way they should go. It just is. They've already screwed up. All right. As all the awesome things that James Gunn has done for the Marvel Universe, him fucking up the Nova Corps is the most unforgivable. I mean, that is probably a burned bridge at this point. And hey, exactly. that could maybe be the end for this show is exactly. like some little fragment of like Nova energy or whatever the fuck like makes its way to Sam on Earth. And that could be the way to... I would think the ship. I would think the ship crashes. Something like that, sure. Yeah, or something. They've got well, to the, try to tie it together. We didn't see much of the Nova Corps in Guardians of the Galaxy, but it seemed to be nothing like the comics Nova Corps. Oh, it I was mean, nothing. They, it they was had, ridiculous. They had Thomas oh, hey, C. Nathan, Riley. Thank you for stopping by. As a member of the Nova Corps. <laughs> yeah, and I was okay with that. <laughs> that was, he did well. Yeah, he was fun as that. Yeah. What they did it as, but basically they were just driving around in tiny one-person spaceships yeah. being kind of stupid. That um, him and him and the voice of Darth Maul. I was fine uh, with the Nova Corps that they used. It just wasn't the Nova Corps, not really. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I would much rather see Samuel Alexander, but that does leave the question: What are they going to do with space after the Guardians of the Galaxy movie? What is left to do? Um, I mean, you're going to bring in the FF. That's certainly something. Um, we're having that secret invasion, which is going to keep the the scrolls involved, but. Eternals, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing is be... nothing seems as cool as the Guardians of the Galaxy if you're going to explore space, and it seems to me like that's coming to an end after the next movie. Well, the the uh, Eternals Gun... did kind of leave off on a, a note where they were going to go venturing into the galaxy because yeah, they true, did have Star but... Fox and Pip the trolls show up. Yes, they were absolutely setting up for shit there. But um, to Gomer's point, James Gunn has said that this is his last take on the Guardians. 
And it is also going to be the last time we at least see this iteration of the Guardians. They might try to reform something else later, but that's it for this lineup. So is that a possibility that we're going to have the Nova Corps spinning out of the next Guardians movie? That's my thought. That's my thought on it. I mean, that's as natural a way to do it as any, right? I mean, that's where we saw what this version of the Nova Corps originally was, you know? Uh, Yeah, man. I'm excited about uh, the Christmas special. Uh, And he's he's also actually said, James Gunn has said that there are going to be characters that are revealed, debut in that Christmas special. I think the Christmas special is going to be before Guardians 3, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to release this year, and then Guardians is... I don't think they've even started filming Guardians 3. Oh, man. We're going to get get Life Day. Yay! Yeah. I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> um, they could maybe do a joke about it. And if they do, I'm sure it'll be good since James Gunn's telling the yeah, joke. Yeah, James Gunn's gold, man. Everything he does is gold. Uh, there is a new book. I don't have a cover for it, but it's a Daniel Warren Johnson book. Uh, Hell yeah. One of our favorites. He did Murder Falcon. He did Wonder Woman Dead Earth. He did uh, the Thor, awesome Beta, Beta Ray, Ray Bill book. series. Yeah, uh, Beta Ray all- Bill was my book of the year last year. Yeah. This comes out June 15th. It's described as the wrestler meets Dragon Ball Z. And I just wanted to show off the artwork in the in the first uh, issue preview here. How soon can I buy this? I'm already sold. Yeah, I, it comes out June 15th. It's an image book, though. I know you like to wait. Well, I might make books. an exception for this. I don't know. You know, the cream always rises. rises to the top, top, baby. Snap into it. Snap into it. That's all the news we got this week, man. There was just shit for news this week. It was just a really bad week, man. Takara Tomy, I had some uh, uh, Instruments of Destruction news. Takara Tomy, the folks who created the vast majority of the Transformers as we know them. The, you, the toy line. Yeah, the toy line. Yeah. Made a robot to go travel to, Mar- or to the moon. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. But that's all I got. That is rad as hell, you know? That sounds like something, like, you know, a child would, like, write a letter to them about, and they're just like, okay, well, let's try to do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure Top Cow actually owns Darkness 3. Uh, Nathan in the in the comments wants to do a Darkness 3 game. I would love that. I, I would love them to do, you know, any of that crossover sort of shit, but I think the creators have to get in on that. I'm not Isn't sure. that Top Cow's whole thing is, like, its um, creator-owned shit? Yeah, yeah, but maybe I'm wrong about that. But they don't get to like own the the video game. They can help. Yeah, but they, it's not their decision to go out and do the game. I it's genuinely not, I don't Mark, know Mark what the legal situation the is there. Uh, I think yeah, it's it, darkness is part of that part of that uh, Witchblade universe. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah, that's Silvestri. Yeah, get Mark Silvestri kicked up man in his ass. Get some shit going. Let's talk food. It's gross. Mmm, yummy. When is it never gross? Keeping the trend of one bad one, one good one. Uh, We'll do the good one first. Cinnamon Toast Crunch has a new cinnamon spread. I imagine this is like Nutella, but Cinnamon Toast Crunch flavored. Uh, Why? Why have we waited this long for this? Ain't there like like a cookie, like a cookie spread, like a Bischoff cookie or something like that? I kind of imagine that being something Uh, similar. I want some of this. This is this looks like now. a good idea for sure. Fantastic well, especially with idea. apples. Well, that's yeah. what they got in um, the sure. Sometimes they they blow it by like showing like a Bananas. good tasting food on so- yeah, putting it on something stupid. Like what was that thing like a little while ago? <laughs> yeah, it was. But uh, 
It was on, yeah, like, they, it was on wings or something. Yeah, they were putting like yeah. fucking like chocolate sauce on wings. I'm like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? But yeah. here they are taking what looks like a good idea and putting it on an appropriate food. So hey, hats Thank off you. to you, cinnamon toast crunch guys. Yeah, I'm I'm all over that. I'm putting it on my my list now. And then there is maple. This syrup. is out already. Oh, I have seen this and I am afraid to try it. Um, what the fuck is wrong with them? <laughs> it's an IHOP uh, team up partnership with Pepsi, a maple syrup flavored cola. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence with this one, man. I got to be honest. I do not like the taste of Pepsi. So <laughs> I don't either, and I'm not really a fan of maple syrup. I'm more of a Mrs. Butterworth guy. I mean. I wouldn't even want to drink a cola while I was eating pancakes. You know, those just yeah, seem like they that. really don't go together. Yeah, we talked about that nitro-infused soda, man. We were on top of that one. Have yeah, no fear. Uh, Nathan's song about the Pepsi in nitro-infused soda. It's like uh, Fast and Furious when you pop the top. It'll increase your heart rate. Wasn't it just like a cream soda or something? Yeah, I, I don't mean, get why they're it, calling it nitro. But they have like, it's it, the nitrogen gas instead of carbon. Yeah, instead of carbon. Oh, okay, okay. It's not. It's nitrogenated. Uh, so yeah, I guess this is on March twenty fourth. Pepsi maple syrup cola will be available exclusively through the Show Us Your Stack sweepstakes on Instagram and Twitter. So maybe you didn't see this particular. I one saw else. something like this. Well, Pepsi got a lot of weird fusion flavors out there now, man. Maybe it was maybe I know that mango so one. So you I gotta saw. go uh, hashtag show us your stacks hashtag Pepsi sweepstakes and at IHOP um, to score this. So you got oh I see what you got to do. You got to go to IHOP. You got to take a picture of your fucking pancakes and then send them on the twitters. Uh, it has nitro ball like you know, oh that's cool yeah like the Guinness draft cans that's cool. That's fun. So yeah, there's your Pepsi maple syrup. Look for that on the internet. Uh, no instrument of destructions this week. No instruments of destruction. So I guess yeah, it's just yeah, man, it's yeah. early, but let's get into it. Let's do the top three. Top. Top. <laughs> I guess Taylor go first. David just doubling down on uh, just saying top there. Top. That's enough. <laughs> uh, Actually, I, I did continue the three through the through the break, but <laughs> I bet you did. I cut you off perfectly. Oh. <laughs> Perfect timing. Oh uh, well. Honorable mentions. All right. Um, I'll throw out an honorable mention for Avengers Forever. Um, this is Jason Aaron picking up with some of his pet characters, uh, Thor's granddaughters here. Um, I can't put it in my top three though because I feel like they really rushed through this. I feel like this should have been like. It, this was like two half ideas they put into one issue instead of doing like the two issues I feel like it needed. But yeah, that being said, it was still fun. It's still, you know, goofy, ridiculous bullshit like this book has been the whole time. So, you know, still worth reading. Um, also an honorable mention for um, uh, Wonder Girl, Trial of the Amazons, number one, mostly because of that Joel Jones artwork. Um this is a weird combination of like a recap of a bunch of stuff that was happening in wonder girl while also jumping around with stuff. So there's not a lot to stand on with its own legs here, but that artwork is fantastic. I especially like that last image you did where we kind of see like the, the, the creation story. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, mostly the artwork here gets it an honorable mention. 
it was you're exactly right it was bogged down by giving us some backstory but there was also some new meat on the bone you know that's true that is true it, it yeah. is job of pushing the event this event that is going through way too many books so yes that is true which you know that does kind of handcuff all of these uh trial of the amazon books a little bit but sure. that being said it was still a fun read um and a real feast for the eyes yeah Oh, this is gorgeous. I love this team, the Amazon, whatever they're called. Uh, I can't even pronounce the word, but. Esquisadas, maybe? Yeah, they're rad, dude. They're so fun. All these yeah, different. Yeah, they seem pretty badass. Uh, I like them a lot. All these different Amazonian cliques are really cool, dude. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, I've been Go enjoying ahead. this event as like a way to kind of like look more into Wonder Woman's corner of the DC universe here. Yeah, well, they're uh, expanding it like a motherfucker in this. Event. They are. They absolutely are. Um, I'll do a final honorable mention for X Deaths of Wolverine number five. Um, we'll talk about this again. Yeah, this is a pretty solid uh, way to end it. It just didn't feel like as much was going on in this issue. So that's why it's in my honorable mentions and not in my top three. But it was still pretty okay. good. Um, this was just like the big wrap up fight. And uh, we also see Moira apparently is like the new arch villain for the X Men oh. now. So good. Indeed, indeed. So good. But yeah, I'll let you gush about that later. Uh, my number three is going to be Demon Day's Blood Feud, number one, mostly for that sweet Peach Momoko artwork. But the thing that kind of broke the tie for me here was either going to be this or the Trial of the Amazons, both because they had great artwork. But I really enjoy all these um, infographics they put at the end that let us know about all these different yokoi and everything. Yeah. So uh, it's a very tropey story. Uh, nothing in here is. Yeah, this is all very uh, boilerplate anime. But Peach Momoko drew a really cool fight scene here. Even if it was kind of hard to follow from like one panel to the next, I just really love seeing Peach Momoko do interior work. So that lands into my top three. And it's going to continue. Uh, yeah, uh, we're spinning off into something else. Apparently more yeah. like uh, Oni in the modern age or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, man. If, if this Momoko verse, you know, continues to be as successful as it is, it just means more interior work for her. So indeed, indeed. Uh, I'll go fourth man. Number three uh, was fantastic. This book continues to be good. It's that Jeff McCombsy, Lee Luffridge with Mike Diodata. It's that Diodato photo referential art. It's just really cool. Uh, Godzilla versus uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, was cool. No muss, no fuss. This That's my fucking number one. Oh man, this was cool. Awesome. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, and Devil's Reign X Men number three, Jerry Duggan, Phil Noto, just very good. E Emma wins. Emma always wins, and that's really all you need to know. Uh, you are you? Is that on your list this week? Um, I figured you talk about it. it Would have been an honorable mention, though. Yeah. Yeah, and it was all right. It didn't make my top three, but uh, yeah, it was a whole lot of fun. It's it's outside of everything, you know. It's it's under the umbrella of this event, and it doesn't feel like it's really going to mean anything. But it was still fun. Emma Frost getting over on everything. Yeah, I mean, this is just Emma being a bad bitch, you know. Yeah, yeah. They did announce a Voltron live action thing. Man, that's still at least two years away. At least two years away. I feel like we uh, usually wait for like trailers before we talk about shit. I mean, they keep fucking everything up, dude. Uh, Nathan is in the in the chat uh, bringing up the Voltron life live action. Awesome. I love Voltron. I am more of a fan of vehicle Voltron. 
I am in the minority there. The and fuck is wrong with you? It makes way more sense that they are. There's this big space convoy looking for a new place. Dude, to live it's a it. show about giant fucking it. robots punching giant fucking monsters. Who cares what makes I want, sense? That's why the movie is going to be trash. Because of that attitude right there. Voltron can be so much more. The last anime of Voltron was awesome. It was. Yeah. And it was Pretty because good. of the characters, you know? Uh, sure, there were big lo- metal robot lions and robots kicking each, each other's asses and shit like that in there. But the characters in that are really what drove the show. Are you going to sit there and tell me that the characters in the fucking vehicle Voltron were somehow compelling? No. But I no, like fuck you. What's your point? I like the humanity of of that show a lot more than I like the characterizations of the of the vehicle Voltron, right? Of of the the individual characters in that show was a lot deeper. It's because there were more of them. There was like thirty of them. Um, yeah, it was like wasn't it fifteen? There was a lot, dude. But yeah, um, yeah. I guess for the record, um, <laughs> Legendary Defender was my favorite version of Voltron too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but I am very worried that they are going to fuck up a live action Voltron. Just plain and simple. I want to reserve judgment until I see some footage. But for sure, oh me too. I man. will say but that that does sound like it's something that's going to be hard to get right. Their track record is not great with these sort of adaptations. Even if you look at billion dollar franchises like Transformers, it still did not hit the core. I mean, we I mean, got, might we be able to hope for something action. on quality with like Pacific Rim, you know. We've got a yeah, lot of uh, recent Power Rangers movie that we have a reference to, and it was yeah, that sucked. Great. Everybody yeah. hated that. I don't mind that movie. At I all. mean, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, yeah, but I don't honestly, mind that movie at all. I, okay, I'm not a big Power Rangers. I think the larger point, though, is that most people have already completely forgotten about it. It didn't really make much of an impact. Yeah. yeah. Yep. For sure. Uh, but my number three, back to the list, but thank you for bringing that up, Nathan, that it was actually some good news, uh, was Rogue's number one. Uh, Williamson, uh, Leah Max, uh, in this black label title. It was extra big. It was extra expensive. I was, was confident this was going to awesome. be on your list because it does kind of have that whole, like, late stage capitalism, like, it fuck does. this, this sucks jibe to it. It does. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just a bunch of motherfuckers pissed off at the system. Uh, who are old as hell, and it reminded me of like Ocean's Eleven. It does have that vibe to it. Yeah, it had like this, this. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Old, getting the the gang back together, sort of vibes. Uh, and the heist that they're doing is to rob the gold from Gorilla Grodd on Ape Island or whatever. Gorilla City. Gorilla City, yeah. whatever. So it does have like that just beautiful ridiculousness of a comic book, but it does also have kind of like this bite to it you know the kind of like yeah. look at like you know people kind of being chewed up by the system and they're not going to take it anymore yeah i would have uh, included this if it hadn't been so much exposition I like was okay this is with it. and that's fine it is a first issue yeah. and that's fine it's just that i'm sure the next issue will be a lot better than this one you know yeah uh, but i had a great time with this book it was a real surprise uh, Nathan in the chat, Ron Perlman recently uh, talked about doing Hellboy 3. He was asked if he wanted to do Hellboy 3, and he said he would, but his exact quote was, they need to hurry up, I'm fucking 70. Uh, so yeah, Hellboy 3 is not going to happen. Hellboy 2 is yeah. not going to happen. I mean, he, uh, Hellboy 2 did happen, but that yeah, was like, that was the God, Oh, I like meant Hellboy 2 to ago. the other one. Oh, that, okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. to the new one. Yeah, that's the, not gonna happen. The one with uh, oh, what's his name? The guy from Stranger Things, Harbor. Yeah, Hellboy. David Harbor. Yeah, Hopper. yeah. Hopper. But uh, I like, liked Heavy Metal Hellboy. I like that movie. I feel like at this point, 
Hellboy 3 is something we need to let go. Because yeah, if it was sure. going to happen, it would have happened by now. It would have happened. Uh, I would be more interested in a Hellboy animated series uh, with the success. That's a good idea. I mean, honestly, that would be more true to form with the comics. I mean, the comics is kind of like an episodic kind of Picarillo type thing where like we just see Hellboy go from like thing to thing and all that like apocalypse stuff is in the background. And that would be a cool thing to include in a TV show. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, they've had animated Hellboy. Yeah. And the oh, they have. But it wasn't what like Taylor was just describing. Yeah, it was like like the movie uh directed dvd movies and stuff yeah and honestly yeah. that would be a good way to have pearlman involved because he can voice act still just Dude, fine. that's exactly what i was gonna say that is exactly what i was gonna say it doesn't matter how fucking old he is he could be a hundred and still do the voice of hellboy you know so yeah. yeah that's a great idea do an an animated uh hellboy there's so many fucking streaming services it's impossible not to find a streaming service for that I would be Hellboy. excited if they announced a, an animated series Hellboy. Yeah. Dude, everybody would. Everybody would fucking love that, dude. Everybody. Uh, but anyway, yes, Rogues, number one. Uh, very surprising uh, how much I like this. Uh, that's my number three. Number AKA three. AKA David. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. All righty. Since you guys have already mentioned it, X Depths of Wolverine. Nice conclusion to, to yeah, a story. I can't this didn't make y'all's list this week. Uh, just, you know, good, not great. Uh, uh, Demon Days Blood Feud is one of my other honorable mentions. Just great nice. artwork. Just, nice. uh, would made the top three if it wasn't for some other books. Nice. Uh, Ghost Cage number one. Okay. Uh, if you've read any of like the Battle Angel Alita from the it's manga, Viz, yeah, those Viz Comics days, it has yeah. that very, very manga feel to it it did have a manga feel to it and, and not just because it was black and white it was the lines it was the way the panels yeah progressed. it was, just, it was the yeah. layouts this is yeah, th- really manga that was that was like the closest comparison i can make to it is yep. is something from battle angel alita back in the day the early battle angel alita uh and my last honorable mention is department of truth number 17 man this i'm cooling on this book man it needs to get off the pot yeah this issue was cool because of the content but the delivery of it is just more of the fucking same, dude. This book is not moving anywhere. Past was this the Bigfoot issue? No, no this was the, that uh, was like about three or four issues ago. My mistake. This is a moon mistake. landing issue. Uh, oh, okay. This, I can't remember what like outrageous conspiracy this yeah. was supposed to be. This yeah. is this is where Nixon takes over the White House, gets introduced to the guys that run the Department of Truth, and instead of faking the moon landing, the moon landing actually happens. Does it though? I believe so because the lady in That's red the is point. I don't want for you guys argue about this. Please That's move on. That's the point of the issue. We're not sure. It's making you wonder. Oh, did it happen? Oh god, it's I, too late. I think it did it's happen. Wild dude, and but, it's good. Yeah, but it needs to shit or get off the pot. But Enough I think I think we're going red lady. I think Come we're on. going to go into into Watergate soon. I'd be cool with that. Oh, because maybe the Department of Truth turns on Nixon. Well, the way Nixon's going to abuse Nixon, the department. Yeah, because basically Oswald told Nixon that, you know, yeah. uh, once you lose control of the narrative, you lose control. Yeah. And Nixon wants to control the narrative for the next election. Yeah. So, so he brought it up. So we'll see. Yeah. What uh, but are you going to say Watergate never happened and they just <laughs> tricked him? That'd be a I'm good gonna, issue. That'd that be would be issue. that would be a. Yeah, there'd yeah. be some crazy stuff going on That'd there, there with G. Gordon Liddy. 
my number my number three issue is going to be Godzilla versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Nice. Number one. Uh, I love Kaiju. Um, I'm not as big a fan as as of Power Rangers as some folks here, but I did thoroughly enjoy the fact that we had the Spacemen and Rita Repulsa working together to find a way to stop Godzilla or bring Godzilla under control, and we get the Dragonzord fighting Godzilla. So, I mean, the artwork yes. is fantastic. This is exactly what you thought it was going to be going in, but they nailed it. They We have the Dragonzord versus Godzilla. We, have, we just saw that shot of Godzilla versus Megalon. You know, they have come up with a stupid cockamamie premise for these all all these characters is, interacting with each other. This is, this and I fucking love that. It it's works. fun. It's so well drawn. Um, get to that one where um, Godzilla nails the dragon sword with atomic breath. Like, if you can find Oh, that. I don't even think I have yeah, yeah, Fuck you. There we go. There we go. No, wait, that's not it. That's, but, like, yeah, there's that's just too much going on in this book, and it works so wonderfully. I mean, I could have grabbed every page of this book. The art is so damn good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good. there is a lot of like, everyone is calling each other by their full proper name so that they can introduce who all these characters are. And that's a little annoying, but you know, that's kind of what you expected going in, you know, this book gave exactly what it promised. Yeah. I mean, this is dumb. It is ridiculous, but it's fun. It's amazing. And yeah. it's very, very well drawn, you know? Yeah, man. Freddie Williams is, yeah, he's he's the one that does a lot of these crossover books. Didn't he do like Masters of the Universe, Thundercats, and Ninja Turtles, Batman? Yeah, he did. So, I don't think he did both of them, but yeah, he did those. But it seems yeah, very reminiscent of that. That was a fantastic book, dude. Because it's big, dumb, stupid fun. Yeah, they didn't try. Kaiju they didn't try to be oh depth and layers and a lot of people talking, you know, about dumb shit. There was just enough talking, so you know what's going on. The talking really wasn't all that entertaining. You know, there no. weren't a lot of jokes or anything. But uh yeah, really solid issue. Very, Although very I do I issue. do think that Rita Repulsa did did play it up a whole lot in this book. Well, that was good. I thought all the characterizations were good. I mean, again, yeah, I'm I mean not a big MMPR fan, but this is a I'm not a, the hugest MMPR fan either. I mean, I wish Jules was here to talk to us about that. Right, but right. um this is a very hammy property combining with another very hammy property. So this is always going to be a hammy book. Yeah. But it's fun. These are like silly concepts that, you know, are mostly aimed at, you know, juvenile audiences, but they're doing it really well, you know. Yeah. And it's setting up for the next issue too, the cliffhanger. This yeah. page I mean the rest of the power range like, oh, show shit, up. I can't or, wait. Yeah, we're probably I gonna get the, they directly say time to call in the dinosaurs. Like, oh, oh shit. You know? Yeah. Cool. Good choice. Uh T, you're up for number two. Uh, my number two is going to be Wolverine Patch, number one. Holy shit, that is my number two as well. I didn't think you were going to pick this up. I picked it up, and it's fun. Um, kind of like with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers thing going on. Um, this is just a throwback to like an older era of comics, and it's a lot of really wooden dialogue. It's a lot of really goofy premises. We do have one of those frustrating, like, if these fucking assholes would listen to Wolverine for five fucking seconds, we don't need to be fighting at all. But this is charming. It does have kind of like that nostalgic feel to it. And as much as the plot here is just like an excuse to dump Wolverine in the jungle and have him like get up into shenanigans, they're doing that pretty well. They're fun shenanigans, you know? 
I love Nick Fury's dialogue here. Larry Hammond just nails that throwback 60s era. No nonsense. Nick yeah, yeah, Paluka, you know, that kind of stupid bullshit. Oh, but it's man. fun. It's so fun. This Look was a good this. week for just comics being fun. Yeah. You know? Look at this page. Just yeah. a single page. Just motion through there. That's Andrea DeVito killing it on the art. Hama is always good. The art in this book hits all of the notes that Hama is putting down for the story, and it just works together so well. I'm I'm a huge fan of Wolverine. I can't get enough of the guy. This is exactly what I need. You know, this is if X Death of Wolverine is like your real serious take, this is like your Batman 66 almost take. Yeah, it's a good way of framing it. Yeah. Like Bat Bat Affleck versus, you know, Adam West Batman. And man, it was so good. It was, I loved it so much, dude. I loved it so much. This was a real move on. So, Uh, yeah, that was my number two as well. So good choice, Taylor. Uh-huh. Dave, you're up with number dose. My number two is going to be Rogues number one. Oh, wow. I just talked about that. Yeah. I was going to keep it surprised. Yeah, we're all getting our uh, peanut butter and each other's chocolate here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the cream I, rises I, to the top. I just I really like this. I, I, I like old man Captain Cold. Yeah, uh, I, I, I <laughs> in this world that they're living in now, he's not the bad guy. I mean, he's a bad guy, but he's not like the real not bad, bad guy. guy. Yeah, <laughs> the world is the bad guy. Yeah, the whole system the is the bad guy. You know, yeah. he gets a promotion just because he's getting a stipend taken from his check. So they don't have to pay him that much. Oh my gosh, it's just. I mean, you know, they're still paying out the same amount of money. I don't get how that yeah, works from their perspective. He doesn't. He well, doesn't they know get to he enjoy needs it. a job. They know he can't quit. Yeah, they know he can't quit. And they also, yeah. like, as they say, it's like making them look better, you know, promoting yeah. an ex-con. Yeah, he's trapped in his day job. Yeah. And I guess somebody was going to be getting the bigger paycheck, so it might as well be the guy who's, like, trapped in the in the position. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it, it, this, was just, this was just a really good, solid read. I mean, I love the way they, that they went and they formed the team. They broke the one guy, uh, Mirror Master, out of a yeah. rehab. Uh it's just all these all these former villains have got together for this one last score, and it's going to be freaking awesome. And they're all dysfunctional as yeah. fuck. They're all victims of the system. It's just wonderful. Yeah, like Taylor said earlier, right up my alley with all those sort of themes, you know. Excellent choice. T. My number one was uh, Godzilla versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So we already nice talked about choice. that. Nice choice. Such a good book. Yeah, I'm really anxious for the second one. Good, uh, stupid fun. Yeah, uh, my number one was not big, stupid fun. It was a lot of serious, a lot of nostalgia, a lot of history, a lot of inward examination of of the soul of a warrior. No, it was Excess of Wolverine, number five. Uh, ben Percy, Federico, uh, Vicentini. It's a fantastic ending to arguably one of the best Wolverine series ever and there have been a lot okay this did everything that it needed to do and it did it with style all right this leaned into logan's past it leaned into his future it leaned into his present his family his friendships his enemy ships um and it did it all while being just firmly steeped like one foot always in the current status quo that is going on Um, uh, at at Marvel Comics. Yeah, it did move forward the current status quo. And there was like, I did like this is like 
basically Moira's send off from Krakoa is like kind of taking it back to where we started with Krakoa. Yeah, with and uh, she's just very bitter about it now. Yeah, with powers of ten and and that. Yeah, and but Wolverine I, shows up and talks to himself with this watch that he got once upon a time. I love pulling that in because that didn't happen in this book. This happened in X Lives. He got that watch in X Lives. But I agree. That's a good point to make where like both this and X lives, these are stories that could only be told with Wolverine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it had that days of future past angle. It had, it just had everything it needed. It had the, the, the Charles angle, the, uh, the, uh, Gene gray angle. It had the Omega red angle since Sabretooth, you know, right here on this page, Sabretooth, you know, does, end up being there. So I don't know what Ben Percy's leaning in on there. Um, but this issue actually felt a lot more like an issue of Ben Percy's X-Force than it did Ben Percy's Wolverine with really his X-Force has basically been an extension of Wolverine. Um, and then, yeah, like you, you know, alluded to earlier, we get a new the 11th life of Maura McTaggart. And she's the Omega Metal Sentinel. Yeah, she's a Mega Sentinel now, or like the Omega Sentinel. Sentinel. Something. She's not specifically the character Omega Sentinel. That's someone else. But this is bad news, regardless. Something more. And there have been a lot of Omega Sentinels because they're out of time. She's out of time. You know, like this one is not the one I yeah. remember. I remember the Omega Sentinel from the, before the Krokoan Age was a good guy. Yeah, they had they had flipped her ass. Um, but not anymore. But. Uh, yeah, that is very cool. You know who I want to see brought back into this? You know who I thought of immediately when I saw Moira? Danger. Remember Danger from the Astonishing X? I do remember that. I'm not sure where she's ended up nowadays. Yeah, I wonder what she's up to. It's just really cool. But, uh, yeah, honestly, this is X-Deaths, X-Lives of Wolverine is going to go down as one of the greatest Wolverine, uh, events of all time, runs of all time. Uh, I really liked how it was like. House of X, Powers of Ten, you know, there were two and they were intertwined and they came together at the end, you know. Ben Percy has really picked up. We all talk about Gary Dugan, you know, Jerry Duggan, whatever the hell his name is. We talk about him leading because he's on the flagship title. I'm sorry, I don't think so, man. I really don't. I think Ben Percy is the one who picked up the gauntlet and and just kept going. Um, in terms of what Jonathan Hickman had laid down, I think he's picked it up and carried it better. Um, than Dugan has at this point. Not that Dugan is bad, but everything that Dugan has fucked around with, he's the one who laid that down. You know, uh, not taken away from his books at all. But man, I love this so much. I, I really loved X Lives X Death um, event as a whole. So there you go. That's my spiel. That's my number one. Dave, did, uh, did is it ending with me? No, it's ending with me. Okay, I was, well, I'm in there, Dave. I was about to say my. I was like, "What? What? My number one pick. My number one pick this week is Human Target number six. Oh, good choice. I don't oh, have the cover for that, but I do have. Oh, this, this right here. Holy shit! And this it is not cool. in continuity, is it? It no. certainly is not. No. Okay, because so. this, this would have had some ramifications. But we do have. That's a the it's punch. A throwback. Is a, is a DC Comics. Yeah. Mate. But oh my gosh, this was this was great. You know, he's got six more days to live to find out who poisoned him. He's accusing fire of being the one that poisons him. Ice takes poorly to this. Guy Gardner shows up, 
And it's and, like and the angry guy Gardner fashion, typical fashion. <laughs> and then he gets his ass. And I don't know that he deserved to die. Though. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Guy Gardner. This is a construct that he made. So I don't know. <laughs> but but nobody he may have turned off his rings locator and nobody knows he's dead yet. This this is awesome. I love I, that, that this was just great artwork from Smallwood. King yeah. is telling a great story here. Uh I was just really blown away by this book. That's why it made that my was a one. big moment, but nothing really progressed the plot in this book at all. Like well, didn't, we are no, we are exactly the same place at the end of the issue as we were at the beginning of the issue, where like really? fires the next person he needs to go see. Fire is there in the book, last page. Yes, that's exactly what that's I'm fucking talking was, about. Yeah. That's where he was going at the last page of the of the issue. Yes, we this. already knew fire was yeah. the next stop, and then he doesn't actually. We don't even see him begin a conversation with her until the begin the end of this one. But I it's, thought it was it's a great human. It's him a great. And his, his old lady or whatever, you know, talking. I thought this was a big shocking moment, which kind of rubbed me the wrong way, honestly, because again, I don't know that he deserved to die here. You're not wrong. He was incapacitated. He didn't need to kill him. I mean, you're not wrong. Maybe he didn't know his own strength. Maybe he'll reform. No, No, David, (laughs) I guess this is like an out of continuity thing. So we can do what we want, but apparently I think Christopher chance, he's a bad person. Honestly, I think that's where this issue is kind of leaning to because it's like a duality of the character was on display in here because some yeah. of the things he was saying to I, his old lady, it was kind of like he has a heart. It's in there. But see, some of the shit yeah. he does is just really terrible shit. Yeah. And I'm not sure what King is really trying to say up to this point about the character. Um, Smallwood's still killing it on the art. Oh yeah, the art is always fantastic. Smallwood is killing it. I've really enjoyed every... This is my least favorite issue of the run, but I have really enjoyed this series a lot so far. I just feel like this one did not do anything to progress the plot. We just had the one shocking moment. I don't think that was the point of the issue, because I agree with you. It didn't. And there was that shocking moment, and it speaks volumes to the main character, who he is. And I think that's what this was sort of doing. This was sort of... Yeah, that's fair enough. Figuring out who the character is a little bit more, but we—I mean, it's a huge hiatus now. You know, after I think after this issue, um, that might hurt the book a little bit. Tom King tends to sell, you know, no matter what's going on. But uh, yeah, still a solid series. I'm caught up on it now. You know, it's solid. It's, solid. it's King. You always get the same thing with King. In my consistently opinion. good. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. Some of his shit is is not as good as others, but he always gets the best artist, dude. Always. Always. Anyway, Heroes in Crisis, terrible, but, I mean, he wrote the hell, or whoever drew it, drew the fuck out of it. I think it was Marquez. Uh, Anyway, that's it for us, y'all. Thanks for hanging out. Check out OutRightGeekery.com. We got a bunch of links to a whole bunch of different shit that we got going on, different shows. Uh, The Bullies, you know, have links up there. Uh, all kinds of swag and different links to all kinds of great stuff. So please check that out. Uh, we'll be doing another show tomorrow. Probably just me and Taylor doing the previews tomorrow. Yeah, I, I got to work tomorrow. Looking at all of the books that are coming out this week. Come back and join us for that. Always fun. Always my favorite show of the week. Uh, what else we got going on? I don't know. A bunch of shit throughout the week, maybe. Nothing. The Oscars are on. Maybe we'll go watch those. Uh, but again, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Most of all, thanks to these guys for hanging out with this guy. You're welcome. No problemo. We're going to do it again.
next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. Man, I get early. This is-